0: You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And, folks, this is what we were expecting. This is what we all believed um, we were capable of. This women's basketball team, this this dominance against a less than stellar Wake Forest team is what most folks would say, you know, was, was right there at the tip of our fingers and that we had let elude us for quite some time by getting off to slow starts, by letting teams stick around, by all those things, even though we, for the most part, were winning. This is the type of game that we had been waiting on, more or less. So we're going to get into that. Also, some folks asked me, um, you know, how what were my uh, concern levels of the defense? Because I did that for the offense yesterday, ran out of time, didn't get to the defense. But, I mean, honestly, you're not really going to be surprised too much there. So first things first, we're going to get into um, this game as well as talking about the uh, ramifications of the upset uh, of Louisville by the girls in baby blue. So I guess they helped us out this time. Thanks. I guess whatever, but anyway, yeah, we're going to talk about this, uh, um, this 92 to 61 domination of this uh, demon Deacons team. Now this thing was a a game in which I've talked about us getting off to uh, winning starts and winning first quarters. And we did it again here. Uh, but this first quarter was again very close 14 to 13 the second quarter we opened it up that was where the game started to open up a little bit that was where we started to assert our will and and you know truly get in there and show like all right we're the better team this is how this game is gonna go because the first the first quarter was very back and forth very back and forth um I want to say the largest lead in the first quarter was like five. So I mean there there wasn't there wasn't too much separation there, but boy, that second quarter is where it started to open up is where it started to get um a little bit out of hand for uh the the deacons the demon deacons and and then from there, we put them away in the third this game was over by halfway through the third quarter. I was listening to the game on the radio because you know. It's 2022, but fun things are happening and I don't want to give uh, my computer, I don't want to risk giving my computer or any other devices that I own the cooties by watching an illegal stream where, you know, you'll have uh, the open it and close uh, this window method for about 30,000 different things. But that's another story for another time. So... Um, what, what I ultimately ended up doing was listening to the game. Uh, and, you know, former NC State player Ernie Myers did a great job on a call. I cannot recall for the life of me who his partner was. But that second quarter is where we opened up um, this this game seriously. Uh, it got to the point where we were leading by 18, 19 points in the second quarter. Like at that point. The game was good and put away. The game was good and like, hey, this is this is looking very bad for them. And you think, well, we may come out lackadaisical. We may come out um, not as intent on dominating in the third quarter. That was not the case at all. That was not the case at all. I want to say we opened the the third quarter on um, like a, a fifteen to three run or something like that. Like that. I'm sorry, we opened it up on a 12-3 to run. So, I mean, that extended out the lead to 22 with seven minutes left in the quarter. With seven minutes left in the quarter. And again, it only ballooned from there. It only got worse from there. By the end of the third quarter, we were leading uh, 43-76. to That, you know... We, we did what needed to be done um, in that regard, and that was, that's what you really need to see. That is what, that is what makes this team um, better, or this is what separates this team from certain teams in the past, because we did not let up in any way, shape, form, or fashion until this game was all the way put away. Going into the fourth quarter with a 30-point lead, at that point in time, I think you can let your foot up off the gas a little. I think it's safe to say. And again, this game shows how deep, how good this team, this Wolfpack team can be when we're truly firing on all cylinders. Because this was a game where Raina Perez did not score at all. This was a game where Alyssa Kunane only attempted five five field goals. This was a game where none of our starters played over 30 minutes. And this was the domination that we got into. This is the reality of what we did. So, when you look at this game, you talk about who our leading scorer was. Diamond Johnson, 16 points on 6 of 14 shooting. Second leading scorer, Jakea Brown-Turner, 15 points on 6 of 9 shooting. Third leading scorer, Camille Hobby, 14 points on 5 of 7 shooting. And uh, four rebounds there. Diamond Johnson has six rebounds. She's a, a really good rebounder for a woman her size. She is just absolutely phenomenal on the boards. But the fact is simple here. We did not let up at any point in time. We did not give this team confidence that, hey, we can play with them. We can make this a game. We can do some things. We can make some things happen that this game will be a game all the way down the stretch. That first quarter, like I said, it was close. They hit some big shots. We were struggling a little bit. We were missing some shots that we normally hit. And then a switch flipped. And then we figured it out. And then that third quarter, again, that opening run in the third quarter, I want to say we didn't miss any of our first. It, it had to be at least six or seven shots before we missed one. Um, Besides the free throw Missed on a uh, and one by Alyssa Canaan early. We made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight straight shots. We didn't miss a shot until the 459 mark. We didn't miss a shot until the 459 mark. We have put up. 20 points before we missed our first shot. Is that not crazy to think about? Is that not absolutely nuts to think about? We started off the quarter with 41. By the time we missed our, the the score was 41 to 25 coming into the third. By the time we missed our first shot, it was um, 61 to 37. It was a Diamond Johnson mystery. That's that's what we were looking at there. This is the type of stuff that, again, this is what really great teams, this is what those teams are made of. And there was a moment in the game where there was a steal, and we were up by at least 10 or 12 at this point. I want to say it was in the first half. There was a steal where Kai Crushfield, uh dives out of bounds to save it to Kayla Jones, and, and the Wolfpack gets out on a fast break, and we hit a three. And I said, that is the moment, that is the type of moment that tells you about the countenance of this team. That is the the type of moment that tells you about the disposition of this team and how bad they want to win. Because most people would say it's completely unnecessary to put your body on the line there. Most people would say it's not the smartest idea and it really doesn't even make sense to do so. But it's not just about beating this team. It's not just about the scoreboard. It's not just about the opponent. It's you want to do things right all the time. That's the sign of a championship team. That's the sign. That's that's one of the signs. When I was in high school, there was there was a team that we were playing that was just god-awful. Just god-awful. And, and um, Cass Tech, for those of you who don't know, we football powerhouse in, in the Midwest, really nationally, but we put out more Division I players than anybody else in the state by a good mile. Nobody else in the state of Michigan, not just in the city of Detroit, the state of Michigan putting out D1 guys like us. And our coach told us going into one game, he said, I don't care what the score is. I know we can do everything wrong and selfishly and, and not be playing for each other and beat this team by 60. When we watch the film of this game, It's not going to be about the score. It's not going to be about uh, the, the end result of each individual play. What we will be reviewing is how well did you do your job? How well did you do the little things that we asked you to do? How hard was everybody running to the ball, regardless of what the score is? Regardless of what the score is. He specifically said, I don't care if we are up. 70 to zero. If I see a loaf, the entire defense will be running. And he held true to his word. Luckily for us, everybody on defense was sprinting to that ball like madmen with their hair on fire because there were no loaves. So I mean the, the reality is again this is the sign of a championship team. This is the sign of a really, really good team, of a team that's finally gonna get over that hump. And get past uh, the Sweet 16. I'm betting that they will. I'm betting this is the year. And if you're better, go to betonline.net. Betonline.net. Football season might be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Betonline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Betonline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to your the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website and learn about the uh the trends in action. BetOnline where the game starts. So um we we talked a little bit or I talked a little bit about the upset of um Louisville and and what that means for us okay so if we're talking about the standings and and where we go and what happens because of that long story short this that loss by Louisville puts us one and a half games ahead of them because we are 15 and 1 in conference they're 13 and 2 in conference Puts us one and a half games ahead of them. And I believe we only have uh, three games. No, two games left. Two games left. So um, we have wiggle room there to still be the the number one team in the conference, even if something um, terrible were to happen against Syracuse or Virginia Tech. Now, this Syracuse team is not the same Syracuse team for last year. They were just dominating in the Dome in a way that we did not see at all last year, including when we went up against them late in the year and gave them their first home loss. This last loss, I want to say they lost like a uh, 100 and something to 60. Um, so, you know, this this ain't that team. This ain't that team. That They lost 102 to 53, actually, to Virginia Tech. So this Virginia Tech team is that we're going to play after Syracuse is hot. But we've got Syracuse at home. Uh, coming up here, and then we've got Virginia Tech, and that's it. So long story short, we would have to lose both of those and Louisville win both of theirs for them to be um, the the top team in the conference heading into uh, the, the ACC tournament. With that being said, they have three games left, uh, one against Virginia Tech, one against Pitt, one against Notre Dame. So any way you slice it and cut it, all we have to do is hold serve and do what we're supposed to do, and we're going to be the number one team in the conference going into, of course, the uh, conference tournament. Now, I want to talk about something that, I want to revisit something I talked about yesterday and how concerned I am about each unit. Um, So the defense is the inverse of the offense in many ways. Um, Not only is there talent at all of these positions, there is depth. Across the board, there is depth everywhere, and so we're gaining guys back via them not being injured anymore. Guys are getting a year older, getting a year better, and so uh, we're you know the protocol scale of one to ten. How worried am I? Okay, the defensive line. I will go with a three. Losing Daniel Joseph is a is a tough loss. He was a really good pass rusher. He was good against the run as well. Just a really good player overall. Uh, An elder statesman, elder statesman. He did what he was supposed to do. Always was where he was supposed to be. However, we are bringing back so many guys who played big time last year. We are bringing back um, a Savion Jackson, a Van, uh, a Clark. We are bringing back uh, Corey Durden, an all-conference guy. We're bringing back so much in that that room that I'm not really too concerned about the drop off there. The linebacking core. Well, a one. A one. We saw that linebacking core without its two most talented players in uh Peyton Wilson and Isaiah Moore at the end of last year, and they still held up. Losing Vi Jones hurts, sure. But having the guys that we do Coming back. Having the guys who are already here get a year older. I'm not concerned at all. Not concerned. Like you, objectively speaking, we saw a catastrophic injury to that linebacker room last year. And they didn't miss a beat. They didn't miss a beat. So, there's that. Defensive backs. Here's the thing about the defensive backs. I'm going to give them a 5. The safety positions, I feel like we're good. I feel like we're really good at the safeties and the nickels. Those outside corner spots a little worrisome. If nobody, I'll tell you this. That that position to me will be the one that carries the water for this team. And I know what you're thinking. What do you mean they'll be the position group to carry the water? If, if you're most concerned about them, specifically the outside corners, how is that going to be the group to carry the water? I am guaranteeing you dollars to donuts, dollars to donuts. Now their performance will write the story of the season. Again, dollars to donuts. I'm willing to bet whatever on this. If our corners are Absolutely dominant, lockdown crazy. I'm not expecting that. But if they are, if they are, we may not lose a game on next year. But again, I'm not expecting that. I'm not expecting them to uh, become world beaters that they were not last year. I'm not. That's that's just, if they hold serve, if they're pretty good, if they're you know above average, I think that we have a shot at an ACC title. If they are atrocious, if our guys on the outside are getting beat like a drum, we're going to have problems. We're going to have problems. That's That spells trouble for this team. And while I still believe that we can overcome that to an extent to still be uh, in contention for an ACC championship, I think that that is the position group defensively that has uh, the greatest the greatest liability or the greatest amount uh, of the greatest amount of things that could go wrong and that's where you know we we'd end up not being I don't see a world where we we turn into uh what the universal no consequences was last year where we start off in the top five and all of a sudden we are fighting for our life to get to a bowl game I don't see that happening but what I could see is um you know not being. Again, needing a lot of help down the stretch, or not even being in the conversation uh, for an ACC championship down the stretch. And again, if those if those outside DBs are like just embarrassing us, and I talked about the fact that at the moment of truth last year there was a lot of panicking, there was a lot of of silly mistakes made. If that happens again this year to a a worse degree than last year, we're in trouble. But if they play better than last year, if they play uh, up to their abilities and, and better than they did last year, we we could be in the money. We could be looking at a very, very special season for this Wolfpack team. That's just the reality of, of what we're looking at there, all right? So we'll be back in a few, but at the end of the day, the defense doesn't concern me to any grand degree. So we're about to land this thing. But long story short, uh, when this team is hot, when we're hitting shots like we did in that third quarter, I don't think there's a team in the nation that can keep up. Very seriously. I don't think there's a team in the nation that can keep up because while we're hitting shots, we also don't forget how to defend. Do we get a little sloppy on defense at times? Do we allow uh, buckets that shouldn't necessarily be happening at times defensively? Absolutely. I'm not going to lie to you and say we don't. But when we're hitting... I this team gets hot in ways that like, it's crazy. It's just like, oh my lord. We saw it against Duke Sunday. We saw it again against Wake Forest here. We, we could potentially see this against another really good team in the Elite Eight, Final Four, whatever the case may be, and that could be the difference because I don't think that too many teams have the offensive firepower to keep up with what we do when we're rolling at our highest clip. I honestly and truly don't. So that's there's that. Again, the defense, not really a problem. We saw last year this was one of the top defenses in the nation, not just the ACC. And we're bringing almost everybody back. The band's back together. And these guys are coming back for a reason. These guys are coming back for... A lot of these guys could have went and made some money. Honestly and truly. They're coming back for a reason. They have unfinished business. They know what they need to do. Again, the outside corner position's a little concerning a little concerning and I'm not going to lie to you about that but all in all I think they'll be alright thank you all so very much for coming out I appreciate it every single time y'all make this show what it is peace and love y'all and as always go Pack you are locked on NC State your daily podcast on the NC State Wolf Pack part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day